You're listening to Live Alive Podcast, a weekly dose of motivation right in your back pocket. I'm Jordan Johnson. And I'm Anissa Johnson. We're We're your hosts. hosts. Every week, we share thought-provoking conversations created to inspire you to bring the best version of you into everything you do. Think of us as the guide as you journey towards realizing your vision of successful and fulfilling life. Whether you're climbing the corporate ladder, building a business, or dreaming of being a stay-at-home parent, we're here to help you cultivate passion, purpose, and motivation in your everyday life. All right, so if you are listening to this podcast, if you're one of our listeners, then it's it's likely that you have some set of uh, goals or some area or future state that you would like to be in. Um, Jordan and I, we kind of... Um, look at this as, as some sort of peak performance. And there's there's a lot of different things that go into peak performance. And so what we're going to talk about today is one thing in particular, I think that's near and dear to uh, both of our hearts, but we're really going to be um, taking a look at uh, Jordan's perspective on something that's really key to um, catapulting you into that peak performance. Um, so I'm super excited because what we're going to be talking about today is a really particular moment in time, Jordan, for you, where um, it really shifted and changed your perspective um, when you participated in uh, what's called the Daniel Fast. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about what that is um, for those of you guys who, who don't know. But um, it, from from what you've told me, Jordan, it sounds like this was a particular moment in time that really changed your perspective and your um, perspective on food and how it fuels us. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited a, to just talk about food, um, <laughs> but it, really, this is uh, something that was you know eye opening to me to start to see the correlation between food and peak performance mm-hmm. and peak performance and whatever it is that you, that, that may you may be working towards or working on. I feel like a lot of people hear the term peak performance. You said it a lot earlier here as we jumped in and think like, oh, sprinters, race, and, you know, sports. Yes, but it's a yes and. Like mm-hmm. peak performance is also parenting. Peak performance is leading a team at work. Peak performance is being there for your friends and your family. So peak performance is something we're all like working towards. We're all on a track, hopefully, and especially, I think, uh, for our listeners in particular, right? Peak performance is pretty pretty important. Um, but the Daniels Fast was was the starting place, I'd say, for me. It's a pretty clear starting place. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. How did you get into it? What Bring me back to kind of like that moment in time where you decided that you were going to do this. It's a great, it's a great question. So um, circa... 2012. Okay, all right. Imagine, no, I'm just kidding. I'm doing like the upward motion with a hand where people like, that's the physical motion of taking you back in time when people wave up in the air. Anissa's not buying it for anyone that's in the in the room, so I'll just, I'll just keep going. Um, but yeah, it was around 2012. I just um, finished up college, gotten um, out of Austin, Texas, and was living in Dallas now. I moved out of my aunt and uncle's um, house, which... Um, shout out to my aunt Linda and Uncle Ed. Bless you. Thank you for housing me. Um, but I was in my first apartment of my own. So naturally there, you're like, okay, yeah, we're doing, we're doing pizza. We're doing wings. We're doing, I'm going to eat whatever I want to eat all the time. And I pretty much was kind of like that anyway. Like, it's not like I was funneling some dumpster fire of diet into my body on a regular basis. Cause I've always been 
a gym rat of sorts, but I didn't have any thought around it. There was no framework. I kind of just did stuff mm-hmm. and hoped to get stuff from my stuff. Um, but I, I can't remember what exactly exposed me to the Daniels fast, but once I heard about it, I read about it. It's obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously because it's not a foregone conclusion, but it um, it's biblical based. Mm-hmm. Um, for, it comes from the story of Daniel in the Bible where um, the, the summary of it is, is he chose to eat from the earth, from um, you know the food provided to him naturally versus eating the rich food, the fats and everything from um, the earth. Uh, kingdom right so he chose to trust god in his provision um and what he leaned on for his provision was all natural food grain plant-based diet from um the earth and really a lot of folks look at the daniel's fast and have since then um and look at it as an opportunity to eat plant-based and avoid meats you know i kind of looked at it as like a restart like i'm gonna try it and I'm going to try to just, you know, go from go from there. So that was the, I guess, inspiration behind where, where my starting place kind of came from. Awesome. Awesome. So that's awesome. I, I think just hearing where you were, just kind of like eating whatever. And, and, and for those of you guys who aren't familiar, and Jordan, you kind of alluded to this, but you're, when you go through the Daniels fast, it's, it's a 21-day fast. I've seen some people do it for a whole month. But you're avoiding a lot of different foods. You're avoiding um, processed foods, anything that has a preservative or an additive. Yep. um, No sweeteners, no caffeine, no alcohol. You're avoiding different types of oils. You're avoiding certain types of bread. I think you can have bread if it doesn't have yeast or sugar. Ezekiel bread. Yeah. So so how did you go from... um, you know, kind of not monitoring your your diet, it sounded like, to shifting into something that's pretty extreme um, and and really just like, it's really a whole food diet, yeah. um, put simply. But when you think about what a whole food diet is, avoiding all these things just for context for our listeners, how did you go through that? And what was that process like um, as you were trying to make sure that you were adhering to the fast? Well, it's, 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 that's kind of a funny question now, and I, I use the word funny pretty loosely, but you'd be surprised how little you can know about what you're putting into your body. Um, and that came as a very, very stark surprise to me back in 2012. So the Daniels Fast, people would always ask me once I got on it, like, well, what can you eat? I'm like, eh, it's kind of easier to tell you what I what I can eat versus what I can't because the, the can't list is long. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I started to have to read what was in the material, read what was in the food I was putting into my body. Right. So the how kind of became a much more intentional, aware uh, grocery run. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing I could just blindly pick up off the shelf. And I'm mostly at the shop around the outer rims of the grocery store so that's like around the produce around the fresh meats um and if i did go through like the middle of like the grocery store um areas like i'd start to flip something over and this was the this was like the boom mind-blowing moment for me i'd go down like the popcorn aisle like popcorn right 
poppy corn. It's like it's not. I'm not talking about a casserole in a box, like where right. you know that there's like a billion ingredients in there. It's popcorn. Right. But you'd flip around like the traditional Orville Redenbacher, and you'd see like 37 ingredients. Right. 30 of which you can't pronounce. <laughs> and so, you, trust me, if it's like, you know, I realized really quickly if it was like oxid iodized something or in with eight, it probably wasn't on the Daniels fast. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it became pretty apparent to me that most things that I had been eating were not uh, whole foods. And in some cases, some of the things that I was eating weren't even food. Right, right. So, so the the how became a little a little uh, dose of massive upticks in intentionality and awareness and what I was putting into into my body and, and often planning planning went into that a whole lot. Uh, I remember one particular moment after I'd gotten on the Daniels fast into like some of the the how to make it daily possible. Mm-hmm. I was going to meet some folks at the movies at the time. I lived again in Dallas, Texas, and. You know, you know, movies has got popcorn, dripping butter, popcorn, you know, butter with your with your, with your popcorn, um, tons of candies, all the stuff you know that did in a movie. So I was like, I there's no way I'm gonna be able to go to this movie and eat anything, right. and I don't really want to sit through the movie and not much. Mm-hmm. So I stopped by uh, like a, a central market, and I pick up um, two big apples. And go to like just like the nut dispensers and get like some cashews or something like that. I stuff them in my pocket. Uh, I'm not condoning sneaky things into the movies. Actually, I am. It's, I think it's. I think it's okay. Yeah, I don't at this think point. It's, I actually don't think it's against. The at this rules. point, don't worry about it. You I can think do, they know we're. You can do it. You can stuff. do it. But but I just brought these things like so an apple and nuts in into the movie, and it, it was kind of like that was also a tangible moment to realize like okay, you can enable yourself to eat better regularly and 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 um make that possible for yourself if you are intentional about making sure it's available to you yeah yeah that's that's huge um and i think it takes a different mindset of determining how you're going to make sure that you do something versus giving all the reasons and excuses why you can't get something done um that's huge yeah like because I feel like we do that. I feel yeah. like a lot of times we'll say, oh, you know, well, I'm going to the movies, so, you know, I have to get snacks at the movies, so uh, this isn't, I'm not going to adhere yeah. to my to my plan today. And in actuality, you could plan to make sure that you're adhering to the plan. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, want, I just want to lean into that really briefly because I'm going to stay in the past here about the story here. I promise I'm going to go back to that. But just fast forward to today, over a decade later. Like, trust me, as, as well as I try to eat and try to stay on, like, my goals towards towards eating and my diet, if I'm not enabling myself to have something available that I can reach for that's healthy, I'm going to reach for something that's not healthy. Like, yeah. that's not, that's, that's something that's almost kind of innate, that you're going to reach something, reach for something easy to fuel yourself or think you're fueling yourself. So what you reach for needs to be something that you know is aligned to the goals that you have. That that's yeah. still current a decade later, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just for context, yes, we're talking about something that's yeah a, a decade ago. So um, I think you mentioned that 2012 is when you did this fast. You said something earlier where you were talking about um, kind of going through the process of looking at the different labels um, as you were wanting to, I guess, make sure that you were adhering to avoiding 
all these different um, things and making mm-hmm. sure that you were staying close to that whole food um, diet and the par- the parameters of the Daniel's fast. So talk to me a little bit as you're going through the fast and changing really the way that you're fueling your body. Describe to me like your change in, was there a change in energy, a change in mood? Talk to me a little bit about kind of that process as you were going through the fast. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, there was a lot of change in energy for sure. Like when I first got on to this Daniel's fast and started really trying to shift my diet and how I fueled myself with food to something that was whole foods based, um, I had like three or four days where like my energy just tanked. Like it went down significantly, it seems like. And after maybe like that third or fourth day, I could feel myself start to kind of like climb back to, I'd say like baseline. And what I mean by baseline is like getting back to where I felt like I had enough energy. Mm-hmm. And then as those days continued, going towards those three weeks of the duration of the of the diet, I felt like that energy level just started to climb and climb and climb where I was above baseline at that yeah. point where I felt like I had more than enough energy to do the work I needed to do for the day, do extra things like exercise, like be mentally and physically present with friends and family. So that went on a journey and it, made me, it makes me think almost like a parallel to building a house <laughs> where like you kind of have to go down to make a foundation or building a building you need to go down to go up, yeah. um, in a, in a certain way to like, you know, make sure the foundation there was 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 solid. And I find out later after learning a little bit more, reading a little bit more, and frankly just experiencing a, more of that journey of trying to eat whole foods, that you know my body was really just getting rid of all the toxins, all of the stuff that wasn't really food, wasn't really really energy um, yeah. out of my body. Yeah. That as well as likely having a reaction to if you weren't drinking caffeine, if you had gone from, I'm, I'm assuming you were a two to three uh, cups a day kind of guy. Yeah. Um, we hadn't met yet, but I, I think your caffeine intake was higher than, than, than it is now. So we have, when we have those moments where we go from having um, higher caffeine in, intake um, and likely the sugar probably plays in plays a role in this as well. Um, but that's a detox and almost, um, your body is, is almost going from, um, being used to having that every day to not, to not having it at all. So there's a bit of a shock that your body and your brain are going through, which is likely those first three to four, maybe sometimes five days, um, that your body's just like flushing all that out. But it's also like, Hey, remember that caffeine stuff you were giving me every day? Remember that sugar you were giving me every day? I kind of, I need that. I need that. Cause those are both, um, have some level of, of addiction, um, to our body and our brain. So we, we want that back. Um, and so I think a lot of times, a lot of people who go through any type of diet change, um, where you're going from having something every day to not having it at all, there's a significant change that your body has to go through in order to be able to sustain that. Um, so, but what it sounds like you're saying is that if you stick to it for, you know, that first week or so that you start to get that energy built back up, which I think is really interesting that it's almost like your body's changing, um, what it will accept. Yeah, it it is. And it's like no, no change, no real change 
lasting change is really the word that goes before this This makes all the difference there's no real lasting change it's instant yeah. and i think that's kind of like what makes it feel like an uphill battle for myself and a lot of people uh, but it feels that way because it is mm-hmm. but it's like when you ride that up the hill like the you do come down like you do reach the peak and level off and you you know you're you're better off for it and, and things smooth out and the rides better right you're going at a at a smoother pace in that sense once you i mean it's synthetic like that energy from coffee i drink coffee now but to your point you're alluding to <laughs> i used to you know it's a, it used to be an all-day sip type of thing so you're just riding that synthetic energy that synthetic fuel yeah yeah that's a good point um so let's fast forward you talked a little bit about what your energy levels were and how things kind of um progressively got better and likely more yep. enjoyable throughout this um fast Let's talk about day 22. Let's talk about Mm. the end of the fast. Let's talk about, you know, I think a lot of times when, particularly when we're talking about a fast, we're talking about a diet, we're talking about a plan, we really look at these things in short-term increments sometimes. We'll say, oh, I'm just going to do this diet for three weeks, or I'm going to do this diet for eight weeks, I'm going to do this till vacation, whatever it is that we're working towards. And then we get beyond that point, right? Mm -hmm. So talk to me about your day 22 and kind of how you went back into your normal day-to-day life was there anything that you took from the fast that you continued to do yeah that's interesting because you know day 22 and beyond for me probably the momentum for that started you know in the in the middle in the Mm -hmm. middle of that three weeks you know the 21 day thing that's out there that that concept of it taking 21 days to create a habit Mm -hmm. right create a lifestyle and i think that's kind of what it it starts to be about when you see positive results for yourself Mm -hmm. like when i started to see more energy come to be come to life and and i'll be honest there was like a a physical aesthetic benefit to that as well because like you know that synthetic energy holds fats in your body holds toxins and and things like that so i lost some weight Mm -hmm. too and it was a base and um structure of 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 my body that i was not used to but i felt like worked really well for like the phase that i was in my life and what i was trying to do but you know once i started to see in those later weeks of the diet and the plan and the experience that i could uh go to work and have lunch with co-workers and still eat whole foods and figure out how to make that work and once i figured out i could go to the movies as I talked about earlier and still have fun and laugh with other people there and eat whole foods. Mm -hmm. And once I figured out I could uh, go out to dinner um, and meet up with people and do and experience these things in life that people often would view as like entertainment or something where you're just like letting go of all aspects of your focus and goals. Once I realized I didn't have to do that to still necessarily have a good time, live my life. Yeah. The diet and the change in how I was fueling myself became a lifestyle. Right. So that's what kind of day 22 and beyond to me, uh, you know, looked like. And I think that's how it, you know, decade later, as we were talking about, exists, exists now. And I, and I feel like that's a battle that like so many of us face. And we're like looking at maybe not really seeing that correlation between fuel and peak performance. But, you know, people go on diets every day. Mm-hmm. And especially this time of, of of the season where it's like post New Year and things like that, and how they're doing that stuff 
with the regular everyday life that they're trying to live. Their lifestyle never really gets meshed together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, there's maybe it's intention, whatever, what your intention might have been behind doing this fast. Coupled though, it sounds like with the shock that you experienced as mm-hmm. you started to read these labels, as you started to realize like, that's not food, that's a chemical or whatever it is that, that is going, that was happening in your brain as you were just exposing yourself to all the different ingredients that yeah. go into our food. And I think the difference between um, a fast like this or a diet like this and some of the diets that you see is that it is like, look at the ingredients. And I think that it's really hard to go back to once you realize this isn't actually a food, this isn't, this is a chemical, this is a um, artificial product. It's difficult to then say, I'm going to keep putting that in my body every yeah. day on yeah. day 22. Like I'm actually going to go back to where I was, you know, day zero. It, it's almost impossible to, to do that with with a good conscience, it, I feel like it is. It is. There's no way you. There's no way you wake up after doing a Daniel's fast on day 22 and say, you know what, I really need some dextral isotate <laughs> right now to go with this breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> like that just yeah. doesn't. That's. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. And not to say that you don't have anything that that might be like uh, not the best whole food product now every yeah. now and then but um i think it's really a good point to see that that 21 days really did kind of flow into what we're talking about now is a, a decade later which yeah. is now a lifestyle obviously with peaks and valleys but um did just want to hit on that for a second for sure and one thing i feel like you said you used a word in there and i feel like it, it was it was also part of that big shock the word different and you kind of realize too in going through a diet experience like that and how you feel yourself that you kind of start to realize too when you look at your plates when you look at your meals that you're making you're like this this really isn't less food Mm -hmm. like this Mm -hmm. isn't less on my plate it's not like i'm withholding um satisfying myself with how much i'm eating it was eating just different stuff and i think that's also kind of tough when people start to try to make shifts when how they view themselves and they're like oh i i i um i need to restrict myself from doing this from eating this stuff but you don't replace it with anything yeah. like you don't replace it with a new supplement of food you're just giving yourself less and yeah. it's not about less it's about different like yeah. it's about different focus it's about different stuff on the plate but the plate needs to still be satisfying right you know right yeah it still needs to be satisfying not only to you as as you eat it but also to your body and yeah. what your body needs um so let's fast forward i think um let's fast forward to to today we've we've talked about in other episodes uh, that you you continue to keep up your plan and keep up your your diet. And I think even as we talk about the, the fitness plan that you're going through now, where you have very specific things that you need to eat from a macro perspective, which is, which is different from what we're talking about, um, but still super beneficial. So anecdotally, I know that you've told me, and I'm sure you have the data behind it, but you've told me that when you are really focused and specific in executing the the plan that you have, that you're really able to show up 
um, fully and stronger when you're doing, when you're in the gym, when you're doing your weightlifting, um, and doing the different movements. So it almost sounds like these, these things are connected, even though they're, they're a bit different and being allowed, allowing you to show up in the way that you want to show up, um, whether it be in the gym or, you know, with, with us or in your other relationships and things like that. For sure. Yeah. I think, I think one of the, uh, biggest lies that we can like believe and tell ourselves is that like the only people that are really benefiting off of healthy whole food diets are those people that are getting on a field or a court professionally to compete in some sport it's just not true like i think you know we we'd be um remiss in you know selling ourselves short to think that you know we can go to a nine to five, spend all this mental energy and our brain uses so much of whatever fuel we give. The brain like uses most of it actually. Mm-hmm. We can go to a nine to five, whether it's a mental focused job, whether it's a physically focused job, and we can, you know, go home and do home tasks, do responsibilities around your house, apartment, condo, whatever, take care of your family, be there for your partner and be engaged. Like it's, it's almost, um, fanciful to think that like you can do that and put whatever into your body. Yeah. Or not know what, or not know what you're putting into your body. Right. It's like saying like, you know what? I have a road trip coming up. We live in Atlanta right now. We need to drive back to Texas. How about we get some uh, Don soap water and put it in the gas tank of the car and see if we make it, see if we make it back to Texas. (laughs) Like that doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Right. And so with the one super efficient and like, don't get me wrong. Like there's some great efficient vehicles and cars we have out here like like lean into that for a second think about it hopefully you're one of those people out there listening where like you haven't taken your car to the shop or to the mechanic in the last 24 hours it's just it's probably statistically unlikely like cars are pretty efficient things our bodies are like infinitely more efficient like we get these amazing amazing uh, once in a lifetime bodies mm-hmm. and um, we get we get a chance to do so much with them whether it's like for me I'm like spending a lot of focus and a lot of time a lot of energy training with like my, my fitness routine and things like that but I'm very aware with the with the fact that like well the whole food breakfast that I gave myself before I went to the gym and the whole food centered lunch that I gave myself is going to make a difference in how you and I, Anissa, engage that mm-hmm. evening after my work and toils for the day are, are done. I'm I, I'm going to just be fueled better. I'm gonna my energy is gonna be higher. I'm gonna be able to be more mentally aware. Um, so it just matters. It yeah. matters a lot for how we're fueling ourselves with the peak performances that we're trying to um, engage in. Yeah, and to make this really real for for you guys listening. How many times have you thought about something that you want to do or thought about something that you feel like you should be doing in order to, you know, get towards whatever next goal you might have, whatever project you have on your mind? How many times have you thought about, you know what to do, you know the play, but you can't run it because, oh, I just don't have the energy or, oh, I'm just always so tired. And what would it be like if you did have the energy? What would it be like if you did have 
the mental focus and the ability to just push through a little bit more because you fueled your body with the right things. You're giving your body something sustainable to grow off of and also to store something that your body doesn't have to work so hard to get rid of because it knows, hey, I can actually use this later um, and we can tap into that later so it hangs onto it and you can use it to tap into some, doing something extra, to going the extra mile. Again, like what Jordan was talking about, whether that's in parenting, whether that's in your job, whether that's in your relationships or whether that's in the gym, if you're somebody who does have a physical goal. Um, all of these things are fuel whether you like it or not. What you put in your body is fuel. And so to Jordan's point, the question is, are you going to put less suboptimal fuel in your body or are you gonna choose to put optimal food in your body by taking into account what actually am I eating and can I use it or does my body have to spend all of its energy just trying to get rid of it? Wow. And Lisa, that was that was huge, and I think it's it's um, it's so true. And I feel like we we have such a great fortune to like be able to talk about this. I'm, I'm excited at the beginning. We we were talking about food, <laughs> and it, it I just want to lean into what I feel like is a bit of a, a rumor out there because oftentimes you you can see and feel and receive some criticism or um, you know, disagreement from those that are close to you sometimes with the way that you want to you want to maybe strictly set up your diet or you want to strictly set up the fact that you want to take in whole foods as your as your fuel as this if it's something that maybe uh you can do but they can't mm. and i want to just kind of like put that to bed i won't say once and for all but be on the be on the side of the line that is like saying that is 100% not true like everyone can be on a more whole food centered diet like you you can be more aware of the types of fuel that you're putting into your body and you can be more aware that what you're putting into your body is fuel and does matter mm-hmm. and if you believe that you matter and that you matter to the people and the things that you're trying to do and accomplish, then you should also consider and put the right level of focus and prioritization on how you're feeling yourself for whatever your peak performance is. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope that it leaves you feeling inspired to actively pursue your goals and live alive, whatever that means to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, tell us what you think by leaving a review. Reviews help more people like you discover the podcast. I'm Anissa Johnson. And I'm Jordan Johnson. We'll see you next time on Live Alive Podcast.